This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, August the 2nd. We're going to start off with news that staff at a shop near Canterbury say they've been racially abused by customers after refusing to serve those not wearing a face mask. That's a recording of CCTV taken at Bridgeway stores where bosses have decided to continue with the rule despite the legal requirement being lifted. Well, at Kent Online, you can see footage. It shows a man throwing a basket at the owner when he refused to let him in and police are investigating. Now, this isn't the first time shop owner Ranjit Dalawal has been targeted for the same reason. This is what he had to say to the Kent Online podcast during lockdown back in January. We did not want to be a statistic, you know, at the end of the day, either myself or members of my staff catching it. That is a worrying thought. And I'm really, um, you know, and I'm thinking, like, I've reduced my hours. My hours, like, you know, are normally at sort of 7 o'clock in the morning to 7.30 at night in the evening. So we have reduced the hours just to keep my staff safe. And we just don't want, you know, be open unnecessarily for uh, other reasons. So, you know, money is not the important um, you know, from my aspect. It's, it's the importance is keeping people safe. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Uh, and just tell us about the, what toll has this taken on yourself and your staff throughout of this? Which it appears you're continually having to deal with people not complying and putting yourself in danger, potentially. Just what, what toll has this taken on all of you? I think it's basically it does affect us a lot. Um, I think mentally, um, you know, um, we, you know, we. I'm not saying that some you know, there are some days that you can come up. You just basically thinking, why am I doing this? Or my staff. I mean, I can really put my hand on my heart. I can say I've really have got good staff, and I do worry for them as well because they're in the front line, and I'm. I mean, I like to be there with them alongside work alongside them just to keep them safe as well. Now, he says it's mostly younger people who are refusing to wear masks, which haven't been mandatory since July the 19th. Lots of you have been getting involved by commenting on the story and the vast majority are supporting Mr Dalliwell. You can still let us know what you think at Kent Online. And two weeks after restrictions were lifted, we'll have more on the podcast tomorrow as to how Kent has reacted. Kent Online News. Other top stories from the county today and some sad news that a body's been found in the search for a young man who went missing while on a night out in Rochester. 25-year-old Rory Baldwin from Farnham in Surrey disappeared from the Vines area in the early hours of Saturday. A major search was carried out yesterday and officers found a body in nearby St Margaret Street. His family have been told and the death is not being treated as suspicious. You can read a tribute from his sister on the website. A volunteer marshal who died during a race at Brands Hatch has been described as a gentleman whose talents and kindness spread very wide. Tributes have been paid to 67-year-old Robert Foote following the crash at the circuit near Rootham on Saturday. A Just Giving page, which has been set up for his family, has now raised almost £15,000. 
The Home Office, it's been revealed, has spent more than a million pounds on spy planes over the past five months to try and stop asylum seekers crossing the channel to Kent. It comes as record numbers of people have made the dangerous crossing. At least 430 arrived here in a single day last week. Well, Dover Labour councillor Kevin Mills says it's an extra level of protection. Well, we've had aerial surveillance in the past and it's continuing, um, so I'm, you know, I'm not surprised. And Although it, you know it, it's going to be expensive, it's a drop in the ocean compared to the money that's already been spent um, and seems to have had very little, if any, impact on the numbers that are crossing. So, you know, it, it's, it's another tool in the armoury. The Home Office says they make no apology for making sure Border Force has the resources it needs to protect our shores. Latest data on COVID now, and just over 100 people are currently being treated in Kent's hospitals. That's up from just 11 this time last month, and eight of those patients, we're told, are on ventilators. Three COVID deaths were recorded across the county yesterday. Infection rates are dropping, and more than 7 in 10 adults have been fully vaccinated. There are concerns young people in Medway could be put in danger if they're housed in an area with lots of crime. Housing Association MHS Homes is due to open temporary accommodation to support 16 to 25-year-olds in the Luton part of Chatham who can't stay with their family. But a Labour councillor says it's a hot spot for trouble and fears youngsters could get caught up in it. Bosses from the firm say they've proven this project can work in the past and are committed to making it a success. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. Next today, and this was one of our most read stories over the weekend, a woman from Dartford has spoken out about her experience of being diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome. Now, it's a common condition and it affects one in 10 women. It means problems with the ovaries could make it more difficult to have children. Well, Sydney Ewan has been living with the condition for five years. She was diagnosed when she was just 18 after having irregular periods. This is her story. I didn't have any hormone checks or blood checks done at the time. Um, I wasn't aware that I would need one potentially. Um, I was put on the pill by my doctor then and told that there was a high chance I would not be able to have children. I felt sad and heartbroken and very uncertain about what my future would be then because I'd always wanted kids and it was very unsettling to know that I couldn't have them. No further advice or information about the condition or support was offered to me. Over the years, my weight increased despite my efforts. Um, I tried Weight Watchers, Slimming World... Um, calorie counting, different types of diets of all different kinds and couldn't find a single thing that would work for me in the long run. And any improvements were very minor compared to what I was seeing everyone else achieving. So it was very disheartening. My hair started to fall out and I was getting additional hair on my face, uh, across my chest and... That really affected my confidence and it made me feel very unwomanly, just embarrassed and almost ashamed of myself. So it was very hard for to have like a relationship or anything during that time just because of how unpretty I felt, as vain as it sounds. But I didn't think there was anything I could do about it. Um, other than literally just try and manage the symptoms as best I can on my own. 
using like tweezers or just shaving the hair on my ex- on my face and try and like cut my hair quite sh- like shorter to try and like reduce weight on it uh tried a variety of different shampoos and conditioners to try and like help my hair grow um again with very little effect so my grandparents actually offered to pay to let me see a specialist who ordered another ultrasound for me as well as a hormone blood test um and he actually told me that yes I had the physical symptoms so I've got the regular periods and the um short hair follicles which is the actual physical symptoms of it but my hormones were not far from what they should be so he said because of that there isn't and I'm still getting periods I shouldn't actually have problems having children which was the greatest relief to me it just made me feel so much more positive just that straight away um he also recommended that I be put on metformin and yasmin two different medications to help me combat my symptoms so at the minute my symptoms have greatly improved. My hair is growing back. I'm finally starting to lose weight. I'm more confident in myself. The hair on my face and chest is not an issue anymore. It is a great confidence boost. My periods are now regular because I'm on the right pill. And I have a lot more hope for the future. However, I am concerned going forward that I am going to have to see a specialist. For example, when I'm looking at having children, because I can't be on the Yasmin pill for that, obviously, because it's a contraception pill. But I actually asked the doctors, um, said, obviously, I needed to, like, if I needed to see a specialist, could I go through the NHS? And they went, no, it's not something we will refer for it's just something we will tell you and these are the exact words the doctor told me we will only tell you you've got it and then pretty much it's just a case of you have to get on with it we can treat the symptoms maybe if they're severe enough which to me is ridiculous we pay our taxes it's a condition it's a known condition it's quite a common one even but the fact that the help is out there but the NHS just can't give it or won't give it. It's really frustrating. So I'm going to have to look at saving up, I don't know how much, to try and see a specialist for wanting to have kids. So even though I could have kids, I don't want to come off the medication without approval from a doctor. We've also got details of the symptoms for you at Kent Online. Parts of Kent have been hit with flash flooding following heavy rain. Water was more than a foot deep on some roads in Hythe, Faversham and Deal yesterday. Funnel clouds were also spotted in areas of the county. You can see pictures and video on the website. A spa could be added to Faversham's largest hotel. Bosses at the Judd's Folly Hotel in Osbringe have put forward plans to build the new facility. They also want to expand the first floor of the building, parts of which date 
date back to the 1600s. It would be to provide two new rooms. At Kent Online, you can see adorable pictures of four baby lions that have been born at Port Lim near Hythe. The cubs are now seven weeks old and staff say they're doing well and looking strong. They've been exploring a separate outdoor enclosure with mum Udrika. And Ed Sheeran is still at number one on the Kent Top 40 with Alex and Numi on our sister radio station KMFM. It's the fifth week at the top for his new song, Bad Habits. Kent Online Sport. After coming sixth in the Rio Olympics, Kent race walker Tom Bosworth is hoping to get a medal this time around for Team GB. The 31-year-old from Tunbridge has been struggling with a hamstring injury this year, but is confident he's now in better shape. He's going in the 20-kilometre event in Japan on Thursday and says he's looking forward to it. I went into Rio, a very inexperienced uh, athlete. I'd done the World Championships, uh, Commonwealth Games and things like that, but I'd never been on the front of any of these major races before. And I didn't intend to in Rio either, but I just stuck, stuck to my race plan and kind of the race, uh, the lap splits I planned to do. And it, it took me to the front. And, and I guess I was, you know, just confident in my plans, as I am confident this time with, with as I just said, with the preparations we've done. So again, I'll just stick to my race plan. Um, I'll focus on what I can control. There's been so much for every athlete that has been out of our control for the last year and a half. So I, I can just focus on me and, and I have that confidence and importantly experience um, of being on the front of a, of a lead pack to, to know kind of at what point I should be feeling what and, and know that those around me will be hurting just as much you know all, all year I've been suffering with a bit of a hamstring injury as well and so many people uh, many of my competitors I imagine might have written me off uh, as I haven't been really um, in the top eight in, in any sort of major race this year but I've been close to it and I've been probably at 50 percent of my best so uh, yeah, in my mind, I'm I'm very confident going into this race uh, and I'm excited to kind of compete because, as I say, I think people might have have ruled me out of, of contention. And I know at my best, you know, as you say, I can I can be a top eight athlete in the world, whether I can turn that into a medal, you know it takes something special at the Olympic Games. Uh, only three people can do it. And so all I can do is perform to my best. I know, and this is something my coach has always told me, I know I can move through the gears and that's really important to be able to know you can go very fast in race walking and be technically very strong uh, and not draw attention from the judges um, and risk sort of those yellow cards uh, ultimately in the disqualification. Um, that I mean, I never, after London 2017, I never take anything for granted with that and uh, focus majorly on my technique going into every single race so it never happens again. And it is still, since 2013, my only disqualification. So, uh, you know, uh, if, as I say, if I can control the things I can control and take the confidence in, in the speed I have uh, and kind of the turnover in my stride, which bodes well. But putting that sort of speed in at that point in a 20K race in these, regardless of where it is in Japan, it's going to be tough conditions. Um, yeah, that's it. We will have to wait and see. And it's something we've trained for in the last few years is how can we implement that in the last few kilometres to take me from seventh, sixth place to even higher. 
Cricket and Kent have lost another one-day cup match, this time against Essex. The Spitfires were beaten by nine wickets with 113 balls remaining at Chelmsford yesterday. Kent have failed to win any of their five games so far in this season's competition. They travel to take on Middlesex in their next match on Friday. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.